welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. We are closing out this spooky season with an episode covering the Netflix original series titled (laughs) Midnight Mass. I had to talk really slow because it took a lot of concentration because I keep calling it Black Mass. And it is not a gangster movie. It is uh, different. It's not that. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny because like for some reason I'm not familiar with that movie and now I can never watch it because now then I will mess up the titles. So I have to keep this (laughs) uh, separate in my head. (laughs) And we're going to be talking about Midnight Mass for the rest of our lives, so better to just not watch it. <laughs> Very excited. It'll be a good discussion, I think, and can't wait. But first, I feel like we have some great TV news from the last week. Jordan, what do you have? Let me make sure Minor live up to that statement. one of mine is not is like kind of bad weird news um (laughs) one piece of really great news i do have and i'm sure taylor also has this on her list because she sent me the first sightings of this video of a teaser trailer of the third season of atlanta yes okay donald glover he is so chaotic when it comes to twitter did you see his tweets on Halloween? No. Did he like delete them already? Yes. Or are they he still did. there? <laughs> if you're not on no, there, he the them. second he posts something, you're out of Sorry. Luck. So he tweeted like a really obscure link to this website that if you opened it after 8 p.m., it was like the trailer for Atlanta season three. Well, it's not even really a trailer, it's just like a bunch of clips. And then the last scene, like, shows Paperboy. But um, in on his Twitter, he was tweeting about how he is, like, offended that people have been comparing his show to the FX show Dave. And, like, some people saying that Dave is better. Um, and it was really interesting. And he deleted them. He... He just like can't can't not be like that. He can't. He can't. Which it's just really <sighs> interesting because I feel like he gets away with it. And yeah, I'm sure people compare the two cuz they're both about like rappers trying to make it in the biz. But like they're also I guess they're both also kind of commentaries on race, but they're different. And so like I just it's so it's always sad to me when people feel like two things can't exist and be good at the same time. I think that's something that we've kind of talked about probably before, but Mm -hmm. I would say Atlanta is better than Dave, but I still really enjoy Dave. I don't know. And I've, I mean, this happens in the, in pop culture so often it happens with pitting movies that are vaguely similar or not Mm -hmm. against TV shows. Like, I don't think that I'm dumb because I enjoy Seinfeld and I enjoy Friends. That's always one of the first ones I think of. Do I have a favorite? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Seinfeld is my favorite. But I respect both shows. 
Does that make me a freak? <laughs> You're a freak. A freak I just show. can't even go out in public knowing that I like two <laughs> things. <laughs> they just serve different uh, needs, you know? And I don't exactly. think it's, I don't think, and, and I, yeah, I have not watched Dave yet. I need to watch that because I keep hearing how amazing it is. But like, even in the marketing, I'm like shocked that people compare them like that. Kind mm-hmm. of. I don't know. I don't know. People just, people just love violence and they love fighting over things. People love to rank things, which I yeah. guess we do too, but. I really only like ranking things for fun when I actually am like put to the test of like, what's your number one favorite thing? It's like, for example, my sister recently was asking people (laughs) their number one favorite song of all time. I'm sorry. I just cannot make that decision. It's too impossible. There's so many songs that are so different from each other that I love maybe exactly the same. I just, I don't, depends on the mood. Yeah. It's hard for me to, it feels like a numbers thing. I'm like, well, technically which one do I love a bigger value? I don't know. Yeah. And it's still subjective. And like if we were to pull like numbers, um, still talking about like Spotify numbers, like if I were to have to admit what my number one played song is, (laughs) it is Sugar by Maroon 5. And that is just not my favorite song of all time. Maybe it was at one point, but yeah, sorry. This has kind of gone a little unhinged, but just let it it out. out. Let it out. So let us just enjoy it. Enjoy things separately and not have to constantly compare. Please and thanks. But never stop making art, Donald Glover. Please and thanks as well. (laughs) Uh, Um, It's fascinating. Just, uh, we don't need to dwell on this. But I do think it's interesting when, like, the art makers get caught up in, like, the commentary on the art. Yes. I just wish they, I mean, like, yeah, mm -hmm. who am I to say that I wouldn't read reviews or whatever. But it's just kind of like you're above the commentators and they're getting money to make the commentary and make the comparisons. So mm-hmm. just like, that's a good point. Can, I don't know. Just easy for sure me to it say. It feels like it's like, it's your baby and you're protective of it. Totally. You know? I would probably, if I were putting stuff that was like me creating this and it was so vulnerable and I'm putting it out into the world to, for people to judge, I would probably have to go be a hermit for five years <laughs> after I did that. And then, come back when no one cared about it anymore (laughs) it's like how celebrities always brag about not having cell phones and I think that that's like one of the most privileged things in the whole world but like I do get it I get it yeah that's so funny it's so true it's like well you also have 50 employees that will arrange your schedule for you and tell you what the weather is gonna be (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh wow um well speaking of privilege the other piece of exciting news that I was uh talking about without actually saying it was that (laughs) Succession was renewed for season four shocking the world Um, (laughs) so shocking and so happy very happy I'll leave it there so I don't keep going on about it as we know I could it's hard not to but I admire your restraint um and I I'm going to learn from this because no one rambles more than me. Thank you for being <laughs> um, an example to me. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, oh, the weird, the weird slash 
well it's just kind of weird the weird news i was referring to (laughs) earlier is that showtime is no longer going to develop the series the comeback girl about joan rivers that where katherine hahn was going to play joan rivers because yes the estate the family estate was not on board and didn't approve it and so they just kind of cancel the show they're not doing anything yes okay i actually had this bookmark too because i was just like very surprised because they said like they were unable to obtain the rights to her life so they wouldn't be able to like use any of her um actual jokes or catchphrases And I was just, like, very surprised that they ever even got as far as to, like, make an announcement if they didn't actually have the rights. Yeah. Locked and loaded. Like, I'm just, like, very confused. Very irresponsible. It just seems... And now they have to go through this whole thing of, like, saying never mind. Like, that's very embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was something that was, like, leaked or something, but... Yeah, probably. Yeah, I thought that was wild. Yeah, very, very wild. And in these, <laughs> I mean, it's hard because all these news news sites, it could have been leaked. And then the news sites, once one person just reports it as a they thing, all they to. all literally have to. And now they all have to report, oh, they aren't anymore. It's just, it's such a weird time for like news cycles. Yeah. Um. I feel like I am reporting on a new Grey's Anatomy casting every single week but <laughs> <laughs> they're they're honestly doing very interesting and great things even though I do think that that show needs to end and end now um but ER Fightmaster who we met on Shrill um was recently cast on Grey's Anatomy as the first non-binary doctor and I think that is very cool. Yeah. Very exciting for them. I had that bookmarked as well because I was so excited that it was someone that I recognize and also mm-hmm. didn't know that that was their name. What a cool name. Very cool name. Especially going to be on a doctor's show. <laughs> ER. <laughs> Great point. Um, my So this is, this is my last piece of news. Um, they announced the some of the casting for next fall's premiere of hocus pocus 2 and it includes some of our friends uh sam richardson who is truly just becoming the star he deserves to be um tony hale hannah waddingham um excited about those people um especially because hocus pocus 2 is kind of the type of revival that i'm never really quite sure is necessary Mm -hmm. um but those are some really funny talented people that are now attached along with the og sanderson sisters so maybe i'm a little even more optimistic now you know Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's a i think it's a good cast Um, the only other piece of news that I had was they announced seven people that they've added to the search party cast for season five. And um, two of them I recognize. Uh, Grace Kulenschmidt, I recognize from like hilarious videos on Instagram. 
and TikTok. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I Now that you say that, and, I was like, I don't know that name. <laughs> <laughs> but I know who she is, and she's very funny. Yeah, you would recognize her. And then Aparna Nanchurla. And I genuinely don't know where I went know her from, because I just went through her IMDb, and I'm like, actually, I've never really seen, like, any of these things, but um she's that's someone, a lot of people to add yes um aparna is someone that i've had that same experience going through her imdb page too because um she's a voice on bojack horseman and i've mm-hmm. constantly gone to her back to her profile and been like she looks familiar she sounds familiar why um so i feel you <laughs> She's one of those people that we've seen around because she's friends with all of our internet friends. Totally. I mean, I guess that's it's, what I came to. There is that level. There's like that circle of comedians that are all really, mm-hmm. really funny and just like, like close to breaking into fame. Yeah. And we love them. Yes. All right. On to Midnight Mass. Um, For our top three, we thought it would be fun to um, create our own, pick our own citizens of our own island. (laughs) um, Something fun about Midnight Mass is that it all takes place on an island, which, okay, this might be me sounding dumb. Is this place real or fake? Oh, uh, I don't actually know. I never really looked it up. I kind of was assuming it was fake. The only thing I looked up was to see where they filmed it, and they filmed it in Canada. Mm, okay. I'm thinking it's fake. We, we'll we have to maybe okay. learn we'll, that later. <laughs> we'll go with fake. We'll report back later if it's if we're wrong. But this but island has like 50 in... people on it. Exactly. And so you have to like take a boat to like go to like the mainland and do actual uh, errands if the island doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course there's like the typical like mayor and sheriff and um, pastor um, so we thought it would be fun to choose our own citizens so our TV characters that we would want as our high school sweetheart our pastor and our sheriff so Jordan who would be your sheriff on your island well is this because I literally just started to rewatch Friday Night Lights on my on my lunch break today? Maybe. But I can't think of <laughs> anyone else who I'd rather be in charge of law enforcement than Coach Eric Taylor. Great answer. If he went in a different career path, I th- really think he would be a great sheriff. He's very reasonable, cool, and level-headed, mm-hmm. and hot, and... That's what I need in a sheriff. That's all you need. And my TV show. <laughs> <laughs> and he's I not young it. enough to be my high school sweetheart. <laughs> um, great answer. Um, I thought about him too. I actually was like, where c- I can, he could be any of my top, any of these. He 100%. could be my sheriff. He could be my pastor. He could be my high school sweetheart. Would love to join that church. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Okay, my sheriff, um, <laughs> the island in Midnight Mass uh, is, like, such a small religious town that, like, 
the sheriff doesn't even really have a lot of like stuff to do there like he doesn't even carry a gun so I was trying to think of someone who could be like a fun kind of sheriff on my island and um definitely not someone I would actually want if there was an emergency um but I chose Burt Macklin from Parks and Rec (laughs) aka Andy (laughs) oh wow that's so funny I love it he it would just be fun as like a kid growing up on the island to like have that be your sheriff and like play pranks on him 100 <laughs> percent. well and it's like andy would not be a good sheriff but like we have no reason to believe that burt macklin isn't decent at his job <laughs> true oh my gosh that is so funny all right who's your pastor Okay, for my pastor, I wasn't going in planning on picking a character that is like a religious leader, but it just kind of happened and then I couldn't pick anyone else. And I picked um, Sheik Ali, aka Mahershala Ali from Rami, (laughs) which is obviously taking this great answer. It changes the entire show because this is about (laughs) a Catholic congregation, not an Islamic congregation. Mm hmm. But that's just how it is in my version of the show. So there you go. That's a beautiful answer, and I love it. Thank you. Um, I chose Tammy Taylor from Friday Night Lights <gasps> as my pastor. I actually thought about... I mean, the Taylors are always floating around when I need Yeah, they are. They, they literally could do anything. 100%. But I feel like Tammy would just, again, just be so great to, like... I would confess my sins to Tammy Taylor. She would make me feel amazing. Yes. Oh, she would be the most calming presence. I mean, she would be a good sheriff, too. I know. Another person I was thinking of that was my bonus was Dr. Sharon on Ted Lasso. Ooh, that's a good one, too. Yeah, just very, like, very chill. I mean, it's funny because, like, she and then Tammy are both counselors. So that makes Mm -hmm. sense. We should definitely probably have more uh, people who are trained in psychology or sociology in those roles. Yeah. So. Big time. If we're learning anything, it's that. Definitely. Um, And that's actually funny because I actually also thought about Ted Lasso as a pastor. I thought he'd be fun. (laughs) Yeah, that would be so funny. And also maybe Sheriff. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) There's crossover in the people, the kind of personalities that I want in these roles. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's, yeah, a lot of crossover there. In a dream world. A dream island. Yeah. Um, Okay, who's your high school sweetheart? The best person I could think of for this and it even works because he's actually also a teacher if i'm in kind of like the zach guilford role coming back to the island and my high school sweetheart is now a teacher and it is mark sear from parenthood also known as jason ritter's character on parenthood classic and i actually don't even really choose him that often which is kind of surprising because that's true he is in real life but especially this character my dream man and wow honestly like this this population of the island would just be so 
just nice. Like, what a gr- this is a great group of people. That's true. I would I would live there. Good, good choices. Thank you. I'm excited to hear yours because already I know I would also live on your island. We'd be sister islands. <laughs> <laughs> well, good because you couldn't steal my high school sweetheart anyway. So great. Um, I chose. I kind of went for the this person I was high school sweethearts for them and they left the island to go to medical Mm. school and then came back to be the island doctor love it and it's Danny Castellano (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh only Jason Ritter could keep me from trying to steal that (laughs) steal that sweetheart (laughs) I could just see him being very um he just likes his routine, so I feel like he would thrive on, like, an island lifestyle like that. You know? And he's he's not exactly an extrovert. No. Um. Wow, that's such a good answer. He, re- he really would thrive, kind of. It's also funny because um, I said this to Taylor earlier, but I was like, this is making it sound like Midnight Mass is, like, a Hallmark movie. <laughs> like, small <laughs> town, especially the high school sweetheart aspect. <laughs> Could not be further it's, from the truth for this show, it, but it could not. In our fan fiction, it basically is. That's um, funny. Well, along with that, let's give the listeners a little uh, synopsis. Okay, for my summary, I'm going to read exactly what it has on IMDb because I think this sums it up really well with zero um, spoilers. An isolated island community experiences miraculous events and frightening omens after the arrival of a charismatic, mysterious young priest. Do, do, do. Dun, dun, dun. Um, how, overall, before we get into spoilers, how did you feel about Midnight Mass? Um, I thought it was so good. I really, really liked it. Um, I, the main thing that I think every time I watch one of Mike Flanagan's, uh, things, he, he did Haunting of Hill House, which I actually didn't watch the second season of that, but I really actually want to. I, every time I watch it, I think, wow, why isn't this guy as famous as Ryan Murphy? I think he's doing what American Horror Story wishes it were doing. He has like better stories, better characters, they're always so complex and so much nuance and it gets really like existential and psychological, but it's really relatable. And I just think it's so good. I like love, I grow to like feel like I know these characters so well. Yeah, I agree. I really, really liked it. I feel like um, the story moves along and like at like a really great pace there's only seven episodes and I feel like that's the perfect amount of episodes um I liked it better than I liked Haunting of Hill House uh um I got into it way faster Mm -hmm. and it kept my attention way more um and um yeah I just thought it was really well done and it was spooky but um the spooky parts and the spooky parts were like not uh overly dramatic that it was like hard for me to believe or like it took me out of the story because of like any sort of 
animation or CGI stuff, which I think it sometimes, not sometimes, it happens a lot in like uh, horror movies and TV mm-hmm. shows. I um, totally, I totally agree. I actually, I think that it was, it was very creepy and like the tone is very dark and creepy but it i wouldn't say it was like scary i think haunting of hill house yeah. had more jumpy scary parts um mm-hmm. than this but it was like all about the tone and the vibe was very effective very creepy yeah because i think that uh like the overall messaging for midnight mass wasn't like oh this island's haunted there was like an actual like uh, storyline that I think a lot of people can relate to as far as uh, religion goes and um, like even though th- there were like supernatural things the theme as a whole is something that I think most people can relate to which is why I think I was really into it yeah and I think that that's something that Mike Flanagan the creator has a gift for clearly because that was something that Haunting of Hill House I remember it resonated with so many people because it was about like fam, like it was even though like most families haven't their family trauma isn't to do with like a haunted house, but like they they um, created this show that was relatable for on so many different levels, and I feel like this is also that way. Like it was about like mm-hmm. human experiences instead of just like haunted experiences beautifully said okay on to spoilers because there's not much else we can say without (laughs) no talking about like that was kind of hard we're actually talking about (laughs) yeah (laughs) was there anything that you didn't enjoy uh watching this or felt like nitpicky about hmm actually not really well okay maybe this is a little nitpicky but I also like respect how different it is in a in a popular like tv show is how like there are a lot of really long monologues from characters and like me being having low attention span sometimes I would kind of zone out and maybe not appreciate all of them like for the good showcase of acting that it was because it kind of felt like there were a lot but it's like I like that you don't really see that in TV shows really at all. And it just showed how good everyone was at acting in this cast. And so that's like kind of a half-hearted nitpick thing. That's really maybe a me problem more than like a show problem. Yeah, I think that's a great point because that was actually one of mine. Um, It depended on like the, the monologue, but like the monologue at the very end um where Aaron Green is talking about what death means to her that was too much for me I was like no one would come up with these like beautifully these beautiful words on the spot Mm -hmm. like that it was just like too in your face yeah no I'm actually glad you said that because I was kind of like am I just uh like what's the word I'm looking for? Am I just like lame? Like I can't like, is because <laughs> I thought, especially since we basically saw that conversation between her and Matt Saracen 
which I'm just mm-hmm. going to have to call him that for the rest of his life and my life anyway. If you haven't watched Friday Night Lights, Matt Saracen equals Riley Flynn yeah. equals Zach Guilford. His real name is Zach Guilford, but he'll just always be Matt Saracen to me. Same. Don't make such an amazing fake name for a character <laughs> if you don't want me to use it forever. <laughs> um, like when they're talking about death, that was like I was pretty plugged in for both of their long monologues about it and then at the end Mm -hmm. especially when like by the end of like the last episode it's like there's so much going on action wise so Mm -hmm. yeah i i was kind of sad that that one didn't really pull me in and so i'm glad that it wasn't just me wasn't just you my only critique and like thing that kind of bothered me which in the long run it made sense but when I first saw the doctor's mom Mm. I was really confused why she was so young but like wearing old people makeup especially like like, really it was like a Halloween costume it's so funny because like I'm I'm just impressed that you caught on on that you said that you caught it immediately and were distracted the whole time I didn't really catch on maybe like until like a, an episode in or something but when you said mm-hmm. that it literally looked like someone dressed up for halloween yes like it was like these are this is good like old people makeup but it still was like not good enough for me to not believe that not good enough for me to believe that she was over the age of 40 <laughs> wearing makeup that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny it's, yeah it's hilarious and like it again it made sense later on and then I was kind of just mad at myself for not like picking up on the fact that she would be like de-aging as the show went on Mm -hmm. but um it was so it was so distracting that it like bothered me the whole time that is so funny well what's his name Mike Flanagan didn't count on your attention to detail they you should actually be hired (laughs) as like a consultant to like come look at um, like a set and be like okay here's our finished product anything look weird to the, you and you'd be like yeah that girl is that's not, not believable. convincing <laughs> that's believable that's not get that out of here oh man that's honestly I'm that's I've always said that I just need to find a job where someone will invite me in to be like yes no mm-hmm. no you're like a quality checker that's yeah, a thing I'm really good at knowing what's right and wrong you really need to do like honestly <laughs> I'm dead serious, actually. Like, Honestly. What would that be titled? Quality Assurance. <laughs> QAB, Quality Assurance, bitch. That's you. That's perfect. Hmm. That is... Can I have a job where I just tell people what their perfect job should be? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> hmm. But it has to invent a job <sighs> sometimes. <laughs> anyway. Something that's been fun for this show since the show is so there's just it has so many complex things to say about um religion in general and I think like the culture of religion especially in this show this island is there's a clear divide between members of the congregation and outsiders of that congregation including people that like former members of the congregation and so it's really really interesting um I was kind of like, oh, am I kind of reading this show the way as intended? But I, one thing that I think, though, is that any reading of the show is 
is actually valid because I think that's how he writes these shows that have so much nuance to them that it's like your personal reading of the show makes sense. But I wanted to see kind of like where they were coming from. And I listened mm-hmm. to this interview with Mike Flanagan on the Ringer, the Watch podcast. And it was really interesting because he was raised Catholic and um, in the show, the congregation and the pastor, it's they're all like devout Catholics and now he's atheist, but his parents are still devout Catholics. And so he was like, I was really nervous about um, making this show because we didn't set out to be making the show that's anti-religion or anti-Catholicism. But it w- this show, the point is anti-fanaticism. And he said the idea that people who have good intentions can they're kind of on, can be on that tipping point. They're vulnerable to um, getting into almost like cult following if your beliefs are too fundamentalist and too exclusionary and he's like and that applies to any belief system that could be political beliefs and um he's like we really wrestled hard to find a balance and he said that it's a show that he it really resonates with him there's a lot of like autobiographical things in the show for him because he also is now sober as well so like the addiction plot lines he Ooh. really relates to it was a really good interview And he also sent it to his parents who still are Catholic and they loved it as well. So I just thought that was so interesting that like something I loved about it was that I don't think it was like you have obviously the characters like Bev, who is way too fundamentalist, way, way, way fanatically devout into her religion. And Mm -hmm. like even in even before any of the vampire stuff starts happening like she's too much that way but I felt like this show it was so nuanced because you have also these believers in the congregation who still they're kind of like skeptical like they're they're not blind followers but you know what I mean like I just thought this was like a really interesting and balanced depiction of people of faith and I just thought that was like really interesting and he really made a point to make it that way yeah, I think that those are all really, really good points, and um, and where some of like the things that I liked most about this show is that I feel like anyone from, I feel like anyone would like this show. I think it's like a general population type of show. How many times do I have to say show? I don't know. <laughs> well, I just um, I was saying the same. I said valid fifty times. Just <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> um but like yeah, anywhere anyone from like anywhere on the like religious spectrum, Catholic or not Catholic, um, I think would find this show really interesting. I, I would be I it's interesting to talk to people who are actually Catholic since it is like their religion being shown. Um but I thought that this show made really uh, great points in like not in your face kinds of ways mm-hmm. um like like sometimes the most devout religious people are like the most judgmental people which I that's something that like I've been thinking about and like is portrayed really well with Bev mm-hmm. and then just like the idea of like welcoming like questioning and like not blindly following um I think was also done really well and it's just like cool that they could make a show that was like spooky and like 
Halloween-esque, but Mm -hmm. also about something like a tough topic like religion. So I thought Mm -hmm. that it was done really well. I totally agree. One of the themes that I was really intrigued by, especially like setting it on this island that's totally isolated. Um, Because what I was thinking about how it's like, how dangerous it is to the dangers of isolation whether that's physical isolation or like isolation in thought like it's just like the value of not living in exclusionary life or belief system and I think I it's interesting that um Mike Flanagan brought up he specifically brought up like in politically in political systems like he brought up like January 6th and Things that's like it's dangerous to kind of only be surrounding around one type of thought. And that goes Mm -hmm. in like in all directions. It's really valuable to expand your mind. And that goes for religion, politics, any kind of like those. There's so many different forms the belief system can take. And it's just it was so interesting. Well, I am really enjoying this discussion because it's making me think about a lot of different things that I don't think I was thinking about as I was watching but along that line of like the isolation on the island um uh when Riley aka (laughs) Saracen comes back to the island after being in prison um so many people are so quick to like ignore anything and everything that he is saying just because he was in prison but like why are his opinions and um, experiences not valid just because he learned them or in prison Mm -hmm. and um, it's interesting how they also completely are are completely disinterested in what he has to say because he deals with alcoholism Mm -hmm. and like that is also really sad and not to bring up succession but like I just kind of made the connection that that's kind of happening in succession right now I won't I don't I won't say specifically because I won't don't want to spoil it but like it's just it's a really interesting thought that I am I'm enjoying this like thought bubble inside of my head yeah well that's the thing I just think there's so many layers because like looking through kind of what like me trying to put down just random thoughts I was having I didn't even really dive into his character's experience that like I was you know what I mean like there's so many layers to unpack with these different characters like you could really analyze each character so thoroughly and it's so exciting when there's a show like that I love it Mm -hmm. um even I mean this is something else this is a totally different thing but something that I really liked in this show too was the joining of supernatural monsters and religion because it's one I just think they're honestly in some weird ways it's like they're kind of like the two different faces of one coin because it's kind of like the thing where it's like if you believe in angels you also probably believe in ghosts you know Mm -hmm. and like they're deal both deal with death and in this show I just thought it was so mind-blowing that you could spin vampires as like, no, this is eternal life. Like, as Mm -hmm. though that's salvation. But it's like, what? Like, but when you really think about it, they are like, the those ideas are like, there's such a, like, a thin line between like a cursed eternal life and like a saved eternal life. 
And it just made me think so much. And I was thinking about, I've just never seen something where it's like, you can also watch this show as it's just a straight up vampire story. Yeah. But you never see anything that like literally confronts what happens to vampires when they die. Like they're damned, (laughs) but like, what if there's, they're good people. Like they, mm-hmm. like, it's like when you see Matt Saracen's parents who are like, we, they turned me into a van. They didn't, they, they never say vampire in the show, but they clearly are vampires. Like they can't walk in the sun, but like, they're like, they turned me, but I didn't kill anybody. Like it didn't change me that much, you know? And so it's just mm-hmm. like, that was so fascinating to me as someone who, um, was really into, um, vampire diaries because sometimes they talk about this because there are good like good vampires but like they're still cursed like they're still probably going to hell just because they're vampires well, again i feel like it was really brilliant to not put that like um shove that in your face but they did it so subtly just by naming angel yes angel it's so that's another great point it's fascinating and so it's like i it made me think about like like personal spirituality things and also I was having fun analyzing like the supernatural monster aspect of it which is like when's the when I would probably never watch another show that really does that <laughs> like yeah, seriously it was so interesting and um I was thinking I was like they're really just like is I don't know I just never thought about confronting like vampires and like kind of demon stuff like in a from a religious angle like this Mm -hmm. and just and the fact too that it's like one thing that I took from this too is like be wary of people who weaponize bible verses because literally they were being pro vampire from bible verses (laughs) like that was so wild I it was so crazy it's like so it's like you can I had fun taking this show at face value in some ways about like this is a show about vampire monsters and then going deeper on another level about like this is about like religious fanaticism and like and then saying like it's kind of it's good to have faith but you gotta be like a thinking person of faith too like you can't just blindly do all this stuff oh man Mm -hmm. it was just so yeah I won't I won't say who I was thinking about but I was thinking about recommending this show to someone but I was like I don't know if they'll get it like as far as like a in a religious context but I was like it doesn't even matter because it's still good and like even Mm -hmm. though this person isn't necessarily like a critical thinker I think they would still enjoy it (laughs) who are you thinking of (laughs) (laughs) not a critical thinker (laughs) <laughs> that's so freaking funny um all right well i enjoyed that discussion as much as i thought i would so thank you thank you yeah that was fun i feel like we haven't had like we haven't gone the, had the opportunity to go so deep in a long time and i would just never would have thought it would be this show but here we are here we are all right crush of the week who's it gonna be surprisingly there are some really good options were you attracted to the pastor um i have been attracted to that actor in the past not in this me too but he was not in this show i think it's just because he's such a good actor and he was so convincing as the pastor 
he was there was always something so weird about him that he's clearly an attractive person but like i could not i was not attracted to his character at all but he's yeah. like a cute person though for sure i was googling him because i was like oh yeah he's in big short and every picture he's in he's with jeremy strong because their characters okay, are friends or something friends i don't know if anyone in that movie is actually friends <laughs> <laughs> but like he the, he's like he's hot in real life but he's definitely not he's definitely not my crush this week <laughs> um i okay, who is your crush i'm definitely giving it to zach guilford slash matt saracen slash riley <laughs> he's all three at he, once he took my breath away the second his face was on screen he just looked so good and i just think it's it's gross that he's not in more stuff and is not more famous because he is an amazing actor i completely agree i hope that this i feel like i'm always saying this about people but like i genuinely do hope that this like shoots them off into hollywood superstardom mm-hmm. he should be in more like indie movies like he's just he like he's one of the people that whose long monologues in this show i did not get tired of mm-hmm. and something something i was saying to taylor when i first started this show was that all the actors on friday night lights like for better or for worse i will go in with like an emotional pull towards them already even if they're in a different thing and different character and so seeing him at the beginning that he when they reveal that he just killed someone and he was a drunk driver and you're just like like he you just already feel heartbroken for this guy that I don't know personally but I just feel like so sensitive towards and love him and very smart casting very I feel like they have to take their that context into account anytime someone from friday night lights is cast because like it's mm-hmm. so and they should like that's so effective that he didn't even say any words yet and i was so like oh no what did you do like i'm so sad who's yours Does, was it also matt saracen or did you have a different crush it was also matt saracen but i'm also gonna give it up to the sheriff he was i had never seen him in anything his name's raul coley and he was really hot and really mm-hmm. good. And I really enjoyed his storyline and his interactions with people. And yeah, again, hope to see him and more stuff. Really liked him. Yeah, he was great. Honestly, too, like the best beard in the game. Truly. So thick. A very good beard. A good beard. Good beard. Good, <laughs> good beard. Yeah, I, it, he uh, was he was the other one I was thinking of as a contender for crush for sure. Yeah, he was he was so good at that towards the end, like him when his son is about to drink that stuff. I was like, oh, my heart was like ripped out. Yeah, it was really sad, it but was so good. It gave us a really good scene later on when his son mm-hmm. saved him. That was amazing. Him. I I'm glad we both enjoyed it. It was. It was fun and thought-provoking. Yeah. Which, and spooky, which is like a combo that's hard to, hard to come by. Yeah, it really was. But yeah, it was great. Midnight Mass. There you have it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.